98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Government bans valve masks for those in quarantine. Hong Kong's copyright law to be overhauled. And the housing secretary says transitional housing plans are in line with common prosperity. The government has banned people in hotel quarantine from using masks with any exhalation valve or vent. An expert blamed it for a COVID cross-infection earlier this month. Wendy Wong has more. The ban came after a man quarantined at Regal Airport Hotel earlier this month was suspected of having passed on the coronavirus to a man next door. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yun Kwok Yong blamed the valve mask for the transmission, saying it was a bit selfish because the exhaled air was unfiltered. The Centre for Health Protection also says the public should not use this style of mask as it may not prevent the spread of COVID. Health authorities say an eight-year-old girl who had flown in from South Korea earlier this month was today's only confirmed COVID case. The government has announced plans to overhaul copyright laws, saying that regulation here lags behind the rest of the world. It wants to extend copyright protection to cover all kinds of electronic transmission. Similar proposals were withdrawn five years ago amid filibustering by lawmakers and complaints from concern groups that exemptions for parody on commentary on current affairs didn't go far enough. The proposal includes the same exemptions as well as exceptions for online learning, libraries and archiving. The Commerce Secretary is Edward Yao. The very purpose of updating the copyright legislation is to provide the needed legal safeguards preserving copyright, which is important for creative industries, for instance. For all the creation, I think they deserve this right. But of course, we need to strike the balance and also take on practical circumstances, which we do not want such reasonable activities be caught. And that's why they are now included in the consultation. The Hong Kong Copyright Forum welcomed the proposal and said that it had long been asking for a revision of copyright laws, but its spokesman Derek Lee called for firmer action on piracy. Secretary for Transport and Housing Frank Chan says the government's push for transitional housing is in line with the goal of common prosperity set out in the national plan as the private sector and NGOs are engaged to help the needy. Wendy Wong reports. The housing minister told RTHK's overview policy that private developers' willingness to offer properties to be used as transitional housing has made the scheme a success. He spoke through an interpreter. We invited the community chest to help with funding. Because for years, I have worked with them on social services. And we invited developers to set aside flats in old buildings for us to renovate. It worked efficiently. Why? Because it mobilized social resources. Looking back, it resonates with the motto, Common Prosperity, of the 14th Five-Year Plan. Mr. Chan said more than 4,000 transitional flats will be ready by the middle of next year and another 10,000 units in 2023 for people queuing for public housing. Spacecraft has launched on a mission to test technology that could one day divert a dangerous asteroid if it were heading for a collision with the Earth. 
Falcon 9 rocket carrying NASA's DART spacecraft blasted off from the Vandenberg base in California. The mission wants to see how hard it would be to stop a huge rock in, from, in space from colliding with the Earth. DART's investigation lead Andy Rifkin said some elements of the mission were difficult to prepare for. We don't know how much debris will be created when DART hits or any sort of kinetic uh, impactor were to hit an asteroid. That debris carries its own momentum. We think that that it would then give basically the equivalent of a little extra push to the asteroid in addition to what the spacecraft itself does. It may be an extra push of 10% or 20%. That's a big unknown that we want to understand. Now the weather will be mainly fine. Minimum temperature in the urban areas will be about 18 degrees tomorrow morning and a few degrees lower in the new territories. It will be dry during the day with maximum temperature around 24 degrees. Moderate northeasterly winds. The outlook fine and dry for the rest of this week and early next week. Still cool in the morning in the New Territories, windy over the weekend. Temperatures currently 19 degrees, humidity 70%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The United States has designated three leaders of the Islamic State militant group in Afghanistan as global terrorists. The U.S. government statement said it was committed to using its full range of counter-terrorism tools to ensure that Afghanistan would not again become a platform for international terrorism. Islamic State in Afghanistan was founded in 2015 and has continued to carry out major attacks even after the Taliban took control of the country in August. Earlier, a senior member of the Afghan Taliban, Anas Haqqani, denied that the group's fighters were defecting to the Islamic State, also known as ISK. We are not worried about our fighters defecting to ISK, as they have been through hard times with us. It is only those who are getting paid a lot by NATO that are worried about money. Those poor guys are upset because they have lost their luxurious lifestyles. It's also not true that ISK are paying big salaries. It's just propaganda. Back to local news and conservationists are calling on the government to ban the sale of antique and mammoth ivory, saying such products will leave a loophole for the illegal trade in elephant tusks to continue. Jovi Chan, Wildlife Conservation Manager at WWF Hong Kong, made the call about a month before a ban on elephant ivory sales takes effect at the end of a five-year grace period. She said elephant ivory may be passed off as mammoth ivory. On calls from sellers for more time to sell stock or compensation, Ms Chan said the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department had already helped. Since 1990, the international trade of ivory has already suspended. So they still have more than 30 years to sell all the ivory stock. And also, ARCD uh, arranged the two big auctions to allow the traders to sell the ivory to the overseas in the past. For the compensation, they already have the uh, grazing permit to help them to sell all the ivory. I can't see the reasons why we need to give them compensation. The Bank of China-Hong Kong says it is expecting strong demand for new banknotes it's issuing to mark the Beijing Winter Olympics in February. The bank says it will offer $2 million of the new $20 notes with proceeds going to charity. People will be able to subscribe online or at branches from Wednesday next week. Stephen Chan is General Manager of the Personal Banking and Wealth Management Department. We expect that the whole subscription will be welcomed by our citizens and to celebrate this very important national and international event. We have arranged online subscription and also subscription through our branch for the form input. And then will be a whole procedure for the allocation once it's uh, over subscription. So it will be a fair and transparent procedure to make sure that it will be a very effective procedures for the whole subscription. 
The first of a series of automated parking systems the government plans to introduce is set to open in Chunwan tomorrow. Transport Department hopes it will help alleviate the shortage of parking spaces in the district. Jimmy Choi reports. Motorists will only need to park their cars on the ground floor of the car park at the junction of Hoisheng Road and Hoikot Street, and the system will do its work to move the vehicles to available spaces. Automated parking systems use mechanical devices such as express lifts and moving platforms to transport vehicles. The short-term car park, which consists of six three-storey structures, will provide 78 automated parking spaces, on top of some 160 traditional parking spaces. Keith Tang, the transport department's principal project coordinator, says the new system will double the parking spaces and help solve illegal parking in the area. In the Chunwan district, there are lots of uh, illegal parking. And also we discovered that there are lots of efficient parking space for the public. So we identified this uh, short-term tenancy site as a, a pilot site to install the automated parking system. In our case, we have uh, six modules. One module will accommodate about uh, 13 parking space, but the module will only occupy about six to seven uh, parking space on ground. That means the installation of automated parking system will double the parking capacity of the area. Mr Tang says the government plans to introduce automated parking systems in six other car parks in future, including one in Pakshek Kok in Taipo, which is expected to go into operation by the end of next year. South Korea has registered a record daily number of new coronavirus cases, prompting the Prime Minister to describe the situation as worse than expected. On Wednesday, South Korea reported more than 4,000 new infections for the first time since the pandemic began. The country had been gradually lifting restrictions. New Zealand has announced that it will be another five months before foreign travellers who are fully vaccinated against COVID will be allowed to visit. Even then, the government said any arrivals would be staggered. New Zealand first closed its borders in March last year, hoping to keep down infections and deaths. Under the new timetable, vaccinated citizens will be allowed back without hotel quarantine from the middle of January. COVID-19 Response Minister Chris Hipkins gave details at a news conference. From 11.59pm on Sunday the 16th of January next year, fully vaccinated New Zealanders and other eligible travellers can travel to New Zealand from Australia without staying in managed isolation or quarantine. From 11.59pm on Sunday the 13th of February, fully vaccinated Kiwis and other eligible travellers can travel to New Zealand from all other countries. A curfew has been imposed in the capital of the Solomon Islands after protesters burned buildings and looted shops. A building next to the Pacific Nations Parliament in Honiaria was set alight. Police fired tear gas to disperse the demonstrators. British MPs say they've uncovered serious flaws in a government scheme to compensate thousands of UK residents who were wrongly classed as illegal immigrants. Only 5% of people eligible for payments have received any. The Windrush scandal, as it's known, involved UK residents who were born in Caribbean countries. BBC's Mark Easton reports. The Home Office's Windrush compensation scheme was launched in 2018, as ministers put it, to right the wrongs of a scandal which had seen many thousands of British residents denied the right to work, health care and housing. Others were held in immigration detention or deported because the government wrongly classed them as illegal immigrants. But today's inquiry report says the experience of applying for compensation has now itself become a further trauma. 
The inquiry writes of excessive burdens on claimants, inadequate staffing and long delays, with concerns that many are still too fearful of the Home Office to apply at all. The U.S. jury has awarded $25 million U.S. million in damages to people who were hurt during protests against a far-right rally in Virginia four years ago. The court in Charlottesville found the organisers of the Unite the Right gathering, which brought together white nationalists, white supremacists and neo-Nazis, were responsible for the violence. A lawyer for the plaintiffs, Roberta Kaplan, welcomed the verdict. This verdict today is a message that this country does not tolerate violence based on racial and religious hatred in any form. The defendants had helped to organise a rally in 2017 to protest against removal of statues of Confederate leaders from the US Civil War. One woman died when a far-right member drove into a counter, into counter-protesters. Sport and Manchester United have qualified for the knockout stages of the competition after a 2-0 win away at Villarreal. Interim boss Michael Carrick was impressed with the performance of Jaden Sancho, who got his first goal for the club since joining in the summer. I was delighted for Jaden. Uh, it's obviously up to Jaden now of, of, of what happens next and, and, and how, how, uh, how he kicks on because he's got all the talent in the world and um, he'll have all our support, that's for sure. Manchester United have qualified... Sorry. Sorry. Meanwhile, meanwhile, United have uh, contacted the former Barcelona boss, Ernesto Valverde, about their interim manager vacancy. The 57-year-old is understood to be one of a handful of potential candidates for the role, which United have said they intend to fill until the end of the season, before making a permanent appointment to replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Another of those linked to the job, the Paris Saint-Germain coach, Mauricio Pochettino, has refused to be drawn on reports linking him with the managerial vacancy. French international footballer Karim Benzema has been found guilty of involvement in attempted blackmail. The Real Madrid player has been given a one-year suspended prison sentence, a fine of more than $80,000. In 2015, Benzema was part of a conspiracy which attempted to extort money from a former France teammate, Mathieu Valbuena, over a compromising sex tape. His lawyer told reporters he was stunned by the verdict. Our reaction is ultimately an angry one to this judgment, which is perfectly contradictory. Indeed, it was clearly stated by the court itself that Karim Benzema was not aware of the manoeuvres beforehand. And then in the end, the court says that he could not not have known without proof, and therefore we condemn this very severe sentence, which is both unjust and without foundation. Mind of our top stories tonight, the government bans valve masks for those in quarantine, Hong Kong's copyright law to be overhauled, and the Housing Secretary says transitional housing plans are in line with common prosperity. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 You're listening to Peter King.
just like the hit before that one, which was uh, Floyd Joy, Automatically Sunshine, penned by Smokey Robinson. Supremes there with the two, Mary Wilson and Gene Terrells sharing the lead. Into our second hour this Wednesday night, Peter King with you through till 1am tomorrow morning. Up next is David Essex. Well, I know I've been out of style 